welcome back. If you've got this far, I guess you know this is Alan Johnson, that NLP bloke, with stuff and uncommon sense. Some stuff I've learned about how to be a human, wrapped around things like NLP, neurolinguistic programming. Episode 8, please yourself, or how to be happy by saying no more often. One day in 1456, a farmer entered the great city with his son and a donkey. The man was riding the donkey and his son was leading it on a rope. No sooner had they entered the city walls when they heard a passerby say in a loud voice, How disgraceful! See how that man sits on his donkey, behaving like the lord of the manor, while his little son runs himself ragged trying to keep up. Full of shame, the farmer dismounted and set his son on the donkey while he walked beside it. In the next street, a peddler drew his customer's attention to the trio. Look at that! The little rascal sits up there like the young pretender, while his poor father trudges along in the mud. Deeply embarrassed, the boy asked his father to climb on behind him. Once they turned the corner at the next street, a woman selling bat legs and toad venom spat out, See what's become of the human race. No sensitivity to animals. Look at that poor donkey. Its back's almost bent in two carrying the weight of those two loafers. If only I had my wand with me. Disgraceful. Hearing this, the farmer and his son, without a word, slipped off the donkey and began to walk beside it. They hadn't gone more than 50 yards, however, when they heard a market stall holder shout across the market to his friend, I thought I was stupid, but look, he's a real ass. What's the point of having a donkey when it doesn't do any donkey work? The farmer stopped, and having given his donkey a pat on the nose, said to his son, Whatever we do, someone disagrees with it. Perhaps it's time we made up our own minds about what we believe is right. Do you ever find yourself doing things that you don't really want to do? Or listening to others' opinions when you don't really want to? Do you ever find yourself turning up at social events when you'd really rather just be at home? Yeah, well, sometimes it's easy to get into the pattern of pleasing other people, doing what they want, and not actually being sure what you want, or not being confident enough to say what you want. Self-pleasing other people rather than pleasing yourself then that often causes stress, it often causes unhappiness, that you feel as though your time is not your own, you feel as though other people have to come first. It's really nice to be able to help others, it's really nice and a good thing to look after each other and do things for the people. But the important thing to ask yourself is, do I put other people's wants above my needs? And what I want to talk about in this podcast is how you look after yourself by putting your needs first. Now this might be something you're not in the habit of doing. I know that a lot of people I work with one-to-one, they have a real difficulty in putting themselves in that position of importance. But you are the most important person in your life. Even if you're a parent, have a relationship with somebody, if you care for somebody, you are the most important person in your life. Because if you're not well, physically and emotionally, you can't help anyone else. You can't drink from an empty cup. And that old thing about getting on the aeroplane as soon as you get on an aeroplane, first thing they say is, when we crash, this is what you need to do. When the oxygen drops down, please put your own mask on before you attempt to help anyone else. And this is what it's like for you generally in life. Make sure that you're happy and well, then you've got energy and effort and other things you've got to give other people. 
but you learning to look after yourself is equally or if not more important than learning to look after other people so if you're a bit of a rescuer if you're always diving in and helping other people maybe over committing your time and then regretting it later some of this stuff's about how do you manage yourself and how do you put in boundaries you must be able to boundary yourself because nobody else is going to boundary you people will let you do as much as you do because it suits them and because they don't think there's anything wrong unless you've articulated that you don't want to do something anymore how does somebody know they'll often think well it's just their role that's just what they're doing it's okay but if you're the sort of person who rescues and runs around after others you probably some days feel like just sitting still and doing nothing or doing a bit of self-care and then not knowing how to do it because you're so busy running around after others so in this podcast we'll look at some of the ways that you can say no and mean it without justification because your time and your stuff for you is as important as anything else you might be doing a couple of useful frames to look at this through is the NLP meta program of internal versus external reference and also the drama triangle so internally referenced versus externally referenced this is one of those deep unconscious filters that runs within us and as with any program we can have extremes of each and we can have people who are mild on the middle of the scale so it's like a continuum from extremely internally referenced to extremely externally referenced people who are externally referenced need validation and feedback on a regular basis so they want to hear for instance at work that they're doing a good job that everything's okay and whether that's just a smile or a thank you or a formal written thing they often need reassurance that their decision making is correct so does my bum look big in this what do you think people are going to think how do you think that's going to go down what's your opinion on that i'm not really sure what i think about it this can make us quite indecisive and quite unsure of our steps now we might have learned to be like this because of a parent or a teacher or somebody in our life who's been judgmental or critical on our decision making and then we, be, we can become really unsure of ourselves and not confident that what we decide to do and what we think is correct who we're measuring that against correct for who so instead of being okay with our decisions and okay with what we want and being okay to be us we're often seeking validation either from one person or from everybody in our life and this can lose our identity we don't know who we are what we stand for and of course if we don't stand for anything we'll fall for anything and that's how people can be manipulated by others but also how we can feel as though we need to help others whilst not necessarily helping ourselves on the other end of that scale are people who are very internally referenced now these people do not need feedback in fact they don't want any feedback because they just know they know everything is correct for them they know their opinion is right they don't need any validation and they will find any kind of feedback for instance at work a well done from their boss they'll find it patronizing and they'll just go well i know i'm doing a good job i don't need feedback now the converse of this is when they become managers they don't feel the need to give any feedback or praise to anyone because they're just doing the job why would they want praise i don't need it why should they so often internally referenced versus externally referenced people can find it difficult to get along unless they have a, a way of understanding each other's programs but if i'm very internally referenced at least you'll know where you stand with me you'll know what i believe what i feel what my rules are what i think is correct but i'll be very difficult to influence quite difficult to get rapport with and quite difficult to influence because i don't need your opinion thank you road signs 
on the road they're just guidance that speed limit i don't believe in it i'm going to go faster whereas externally referenced people will follow what they think to be the rules they will take information as instruction so when somebody says i'm feeling a bit cold they go right i'll go and get your jumper whereas internally referenced people take instructions as information so their boss might say you need to do this thing and they'll go no i've decided i'm not doing that now these are extremes a lot of us live in the middle ground if you find yourself people pleasing it's very possible that you're very externally referenced to the people that you people please now this might just be one or two people family members partner someone at work but if you're like that with everybody and you're not selective about who you give your time to then it can really run you ragged and get you can lose your identity so learning to be more internally referenced to more people more of the time is a really good skill not caring what others think or how it'll be perceived as long as it's right for you now this doesn't mean be totally selfish and only think about yourself so when somebody's very very internally referenced and only goes with what's true for them and doesn't care about others then that's a different thing that's that's an aggressive way to get your own way what we're talking about is the middle ground where you know who you are you stand for yourself and you're sure of your decision making even if you don't like the decisions you've made you're sure of them and finding a way to get a balance people are too busy concentrating on their phone to really care what you're doing most people are not thinking about what you're doing they're thinking about other things but if you take everything as personal then it's not going to work very well for you so learning to take nothing personally people will be the way they will be whether you're there or not it just happens that you're in the way and you get that version of them so being okay that everyone's different and what's right for you is right for you being able to stand up for yourself give yourself boundaries and know what's you and what's other people tell people where you stand and what you will stand for and actually the people who care will will actually respect you for it people who do decide to go you know what i don't want to do that actually and it's a no this time without justifying yourself the people who care for you will actually go that's okay i'll do it myself and they'll go thank goodness you've started to say no the people who have a shitty attitude when you do that perhaps they're not good people to have in your life anyway so being able to boundary yourself and be assertive about it is one of the key things this links in really strongly with something called the drama triangle so the drama triangle looks at the way we communicate in a three standpoint way so just to preface this if you think about aggression when somebody dominates and bullies and is angry and is disrespectful to others so we've got aggression and then we've got passivity where people don't speak up for themselves where people hide away people withdraw people are scared to speak and then we've got passive aggression and if you don't know what that is i'm not going to tell you no it doesn't matter don't worry no nothing's wrong nothing no so where people are aggressive by being passive you might recognize some of those behaviors within your relationships because none of those three ways of being are assertive and the way this plays out in the drama triangle so the drama triangle are three positions this can happen with ourselves or more commonly you and another person or a group of people the three positions that we adopt and we can adopt any three of these positions though we might have our favorite this comes from the work of Stephen Cartman um in the 1960s transactional analysis so we have the persecutor or the blamer this is the person who discounts other people in some way so they can be critical they can find faults they can be unpleasant 
They might do blame and shame, use threats, orders and rigidity to affect other people. So what they will do is, they're very internally referenced usually, they'll stand their point and they'll make everybody run round after them. And this can be quite aggressive to other people's ears and these are people who can bulldoze and seem to get things done but not in a very assertive way. Then we've got the victim. This is somebody who discounts their own ability to deal with things. Somebody who puts themselves down, uh, do less than they need to, don't respond, don't take a stand, seem to comply, but can also really suffer from being very sensitive. Um, they might discount others' needs because they often ask for people to help them when they don't need help. So they might have people running around after them. Some subtle victim language be stuff like, oh, I'm not very good at it, could you do it for me? Oh, I'm useless, you're better than me at that, why don't you do it? I don't know how to do it. So when operating from victim, we discount ourselves and our own abilities, and we're often reluctant to give new things a go. And then we've got the rescuer. And the rescuer is also discounting the victim and their potential ability to do stuff and grow and learn. So we take over at rescue, or oh, give it a year, I'll do that. Let me help you out, you're not very good. And people of, often working from rescue are working hard to help other people, but they haven't got a contract to do that. They dive in sometimes and take over. And people who aren't so assertive and possibly operating more from the victim stance might feel as though they can't stand up for themselves to these, either the persecutor or the rescuer. So if we ever find ourselves in any of these three positions, we really need to think about what's going on because the drama triangle, once you're in it, it's really difficult to step out of it. The best thing is to not step into the drama triangle. Don't step into other people's drama. There's a reason it's called drama. So if you ever watch soap operas or things um, like the uh, Jerry Springer or uh, Jeremy Kyle, where it's all set up for drama, we have a victim, then we have a persecutor, and then somebody dives in and rescues. In Soapland, nothing's ever resolved amicably. There's always a high drama before people cut back down and then get on. So I think it's it's perversed into our society that we do a lot more drama. And people will offer you into the drama triangle at any position. So they might be playing victim and want you to rescue them, and then you're in that triangle. If you don't get it right, they might persecute you, and then you feel like a victim. And it runs in, in a cycle. And if we step on at any point, we can we can run around this drama triangle adjusting positions. You might recognise the thing where you've got two people who are a partnership possibly, and one is persecuting the other and making them into a victim. And you might step in thinking you're going to rescue, and then they both turn on you. So the drama triangle is a very non-assertive way to keep drama running without solution or without resolution. So if you spot a drama triangle happening, stay on the outside of it. Be assertive. Ask yourself, remember, go back to your senses. What am I actually seeing, hearing and feeling here? What am I making of that? How am I interpreting it? Because stuff is just stuff. Everything's just stuff till a human puts meaning to it. Then think, what would I like to see or hear? And what else could happen? And what would I like to have happen? So instead of persecuting, maybe asking questions to understand what's going on. Instead of feeling like a victim, state what you want and be be confident in that because it's right for you and the other people around you, ideally in this one, it's, it's adults and adults can look after themselves. If they don't like what you've said, that's their problem. If someone's got a problem with you, 
Whose problem is it? It's not your problem, it's their problem. And if you feel like rescuing somebody, stop and think, how can I coach them? How can I help them? Do this, does this person need me to dive in feet first? Think about the way you behave if you've got children with your children or your partner or your work colleagues. Do you have to always be the one doing it? If you ever say, why is it always me? Have a look at your behaviour. Perhaps you're doing too much rescuing. Let people work things out for themselves. Give them the tools to do it for themselves. And then next time, they won't feel like a victim. So being able to spot the drama triangle when it comes along. Being able to listen out for people who are possibly more internally referenced And knowing that if you become slightly more internally referenced, you probably feel better about standing up for yourself. I used to be a terrible rescuer and fixer, and it didn't serve me at all. It burnt me out. People didn't always respond with thanks because I was offering help when they didn't ask for help. People will ask for help when they need it. And when it's time to do that, and if you feel resourced and you feel like you can do it and want to do it, then that's brilliant. Then do that with a contract to do it. But making rescuing other people your life's work, it means that you're not looking after yourself, possibly. So when you find yourself being in one of these states, be assertive. State what you want clearly and give people boundaries. Because as I've said before, people won't boundary themselves from you. You have to boundary yourself. They don't know what you want. They don't know what you're happy with and not happy with, but you do. So putting your needs over other people's wants is really, really important. How do I do that? Well, it takes practice. But if you spend your life pleasing others, just like the donkey and the two people with the donkey, it's really difficult to please yourself. So we might use please yourself as a passive aggressive way, oh, please yourself. But actually it's about pleasing yourself. What do you actually want? What's right for you and what's not for you? Learning what you stand for and what you like and who you are and what you'll put up with and then boundarying yourself strongly with other people who maybe dominate or rescue you when you don't want them to and you've just got into a pattern where it's always been that way. Just calmly and clearly tell people something like thank you but I've decided not to on this occasion or no that's not for me or I've been doing some thinking and I'm going to change the way I do things and don't justify yourself. If someone says, would you like to come along to this thing and you don't want to go, just say, no, thank you. Not this time. And just learn to say no. Two-letter word, one of the smallest words in our language, so a lot of people find very difficult to say no. So say no more often without justification. Put yourself first more often. And this doesn't mean that you have to be selfish. This doesn't mean you can't care for other people. When I say look after yourself more, some people hear be selfish and look after yourself only. It's not that. I care for others. I look after others, but I put my needs first. I certainly put my needs above their wants. And it's about people who would let you do everything for them because they think you're a pushover. So not being a pushover and just saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Or have you thought about doing it yourself? Let me show you how to do it so you can do it next time. And just do things for you. Do things that please you. When do you stop? and just do the thing that you like doing. Whether it's sitting in the garden, listening to the birds with a cup of tea, reading a book, having a walk, just some proper me time. And if you think, well, I don't actually do anything other than working for myself and doing the housework and looking after others, what did you used to do years ago? What did you do when you were a teenager or a lot younger that you just stopped doing because life got in the way? 
Did you used to paint or draw or write or did you used to like a sport or do you like used to like swimming or one guy used to love his train set and he'd given it up when he was 21 and said go back and get yourself a massive train set and that's the thing that made him happy so what did you used to do that made you happy you don't do anymore and go back to that have a hobby have something that's just for you and most of all be kind to yourself if you run any perfection pattern stop it the perfection pattern means you're never going to be good enough nobody's perfect all of the time and in fact it'd be boring if we're all perfect i'm certainly not perfect you can hear me stumbling over my words on this podcast if you've ever trained with me you see that i'm not perfect and i don't want to be perfect i want to be real and authentic and i just want to be happy and one of the best ways to be happy is to work out who you are and what you stand for what you'll put up with and what you won't put up with and tell the world and be firm about it and don't waver because somebody attempts to manipulate you so learning to say no is really really important putting yourself first and managing the way you boundary other people i hope this is helpful and let me know how you get on so thanks for listening once again please keep sharing liking spreading the word the more people that listen to this good stuff the better <laughs>